Specky fella like that. <laughs> Forget it, mate. You've got no chance with her. She's way out of your league. <laughs> Be like Hampton Wick up against the Arsenal. <laughs> I'm cheeky, never blue. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the show. What a lovely, warm, welcoming audience you are. You remind me of the last thing my nan said to me just before she died. She said, What are you doing in here with that hammer? <laughs> no, she, didn't. She, she, said. <laughs> she was great, my nan. She used to say things like, Red sky at night. Angel Delight. <laughs> Red sky in the morning. Angel Delight. <laughs> she was obsessed with Angel Delight. Stop it now. We can't afford the milk. Forget it, then I'll snort it. <laughs> She's great, man. And she used to say things like, here's five pounds, don't tell your mother. I'd say, why not? And she'd say, because it's hers. <laughs> she had a great way with words. I remember my granddad went into this home. It's very sad. I rang up, I said, how's he getting on in the new home? She went, oh, he's like a fish out of water. I said, is he finding it hard to adjust? She said, no, he's dead. <laughs> and she once found the worst possible thing you could find under a grandson's bed. She found wacky backy. She was livid. Which was fair enough, it wasn't the drug. It was the Sri Lankan wicketkeeper. <laughs> But you know, she did once teach me something I've never forgotten. I remember I went to see her as a little boy. I asked a question I know we all want answering. I said, Nan, what is love? And you know, my Nan taught me something I've never forgotten. She said, you know, I've always thought of it as something very natural and very organic. Oh yes, on the outside it's tough, and it's ugly, and it's unattractive but you let it grow naturally. And then look inside, and you'll see it's soft, and it's gentle. And I said, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Do you really believe that's what love is? And she said, love. I'm sorry, I thought you said a melon. with a smorgasbord of talent. I hope you like digestives. Please welcome Angela McHale! So, Angela, what have you been up to this week? Um, I bought some shoes. Wow, it's a hell of a story. <laughs> I hate buying shoes. Yeah, my girlfriend's the same, but God bless her. She struggles through and gets full pairs a week. <laughs> They've never got my size, that's the problem. Why, what size are you? Seven. It's a bit big, isn't it? Should try doing some exercise. I don't think exercise is going to reduce the size of my feet. Work for me, sister. Mountain climbing in the Himalayas. Went away a size six, came back a size three. What? I mean, she got frostbite and lost most of her toes. 
think that had something to do with it. That's terrible. Well, at least she stopped picking her nose. What, she... She lost her fingers as well? Yeah, and her nose. <laughs> what do you find off-putting in men? Nothing specific, really. Go on, there must be something. Well, I suppose if you're forcing me... Yeah, that must be very off-putting. <laughs> I'd probably have to say I don't like small men. That's stupid. It's technique that matters. As long as you've got enough to gain purchase, I don't see what the problem is. You're bang out of order. I meant small in height. Can we edit that bit out? <laughs> Actually, I'm not keen on small men in that respect either. Hey, it's what's on the inside that counts. I know, that's why I'm not keen. <laughs> and small hands as well. Ooh, small men with small hands. It'd be like being molested by Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I find little Jimmy very sexually confusing. Not my type at all. I mean, is he a woman or is he a boy? He's a woman. Exactly. Not my type at all. <laughs> so, what do you... So, what do you look for in a woman, then? Are you a legs, bum, face or breast man? Oh, definitely a breast man. I've got legs. I've got a bum. I've got a face, but I haven't got breasts. <laughs> and like most men, I want something I haven't already got. I suppose on that theory, you could say you're a vagina man. Yeah, but people might overhear me and think I'm some sort of subversive superhero. <laughs> it's not a very good superpower, is it? Admiring a lady's muff button. <laughs> My kids are trapped in a burning house. Can you fly? No. Have you got x-ray vision? No. What can you do? Nice front bottom. <laughs> Actually, I overheard someone saying you look like a front bottom man. Really? Well, something like that, anyway. Anyway, you're going to like our special guest today. He's just your type. Ooh, tall with big hands. No, he's breathing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from Wales, it's Rob Gilbert! It's nice to be here. Here on the radio, you know, I, uh, I heard an advert on the radio last week. It was an advert for the Royal Navy. You know, it started with a challenge. It started with the words, can you fry an egg? <laughs> I thought, no. And he said, could you fry an egg on a boat? And I thought, no. <laughs> and he said, could you fry an egg on a boat that's doing a U-turn? And I thought, no. <laughs> and he said, could you fry an egg on a boat that's doing a U-turn in a storm? And I thought, no. <laughs> and to be honest, you're not making this any easier. <laughs> if anything, it's getting more difficult to fry this egg. Maybe you're looking at the wrong person altogether. Maybe you're looking for somebody who said yes to the first question. <laughs> they said, could you fry an egg on a boat that's doing a U-turn in a storm while it's being bombed by the enemy? I thought, no. But then I had a thought, ladies and gentlemen, a thought occurred to me. It was this thought. I had an idea. I thought maybe I could do scrambled eggs. <laughs> Is this the right time to be thinking about dinner anyway? Maybe we should fend off the enemy first. We'll get a takeaway. I've lived in London for, for ten years. I haven't met anyone yet. I've stalked a few people. I don't even enjoy it. The thrill's gone out of it for me. Your life's not your own when you're stalking someone. It's true, it sounds stupid and selfish, but just once, just once in the whole time I've been stalking people, it would just be nice if we could do what I wanted to do. 
You've always got to fit around them when you're going where they want to go. Doing what they want to do. If you go to the cinema, it's always the films they want to see, isn't it? I'm sick of it. I'm eating in restaurants I can't afford. If you are going to stalk somebody, choose who you stalk very, very carefully. That's my advice. There's a lot of strange people out there. I should know I've stalked some right loonies. In fact, if you are going to stalk somebody, if you're serious about it and you've got somebody in mind, my advice, follow them for a few months first. Just on a trial basis. See if you're compatible. See if you've got the same interests. There's nothing worse than stalking somebody when you've got nothing in common. Take my word for it. It's true, you ring them up in the middle of the night, it's awkward silences. You start thinking, is it me? Am I being a nuisance? <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks very much. Do you know I once got accused of killing the Queen Mother? I did, honestly. It's terrible. I'll never forget coming home on that fateful day, hitting the button on the remote control, and the man on the news said, if you've just turned your televisions on, the Queen Mother is dead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome our musical guest, Sophie Ellis-Bexter! <laughs> Sophie, can I be honest? When you meet someone who's talented and beautiful, it's very intimidating. Don't be silly. So just try and relax and stay as calm as possible. <laughs> You come from a very famous family, don't you? Because your mum was Ruth Ellis, the last woman to be hanged in Britain. No, uh, my mum's Janet Ellis. Oh, Janet Ellis. Sorry, how embarrassing. Let's start again. Your mum is, of course, the wonderful Janet Ellis. That's right. Yeah. The last woman to be hanged in Britain. <laughs> and uh, crime runs in the family, doesn't it? Because I've heard rumours that it was you who vandalised the Blue Peter Garden. Um, I think you're getting a bit confused here. My mum's Janet Ellis and she presented Blue Peter. They let a murderer present Blue Peter. <laughs> My mum never murdered anyone. Don't tell me, love. Tell the Home Secretary. <laughs> so, was it her that gave you the keys to the garden? I didn't go anywhere near the garden. Oh, yeah? So where were you at the time? As it happens, I was inside the studio watching my mum rehearse for the next day. <laughs> Not a great alibi, is it? Did you vandalise the Blue Peter Garden? No. Where were you at the time? I was at the BBC watching a TV show being recorded. A show called Blue Peter, which me mum, a convicted murderer, presented, and she had keys to the garden. Why don't you just admit it, you vandal? Can we talk about something else, you weirdo? Don't worry, folks, it's called sexual tension. Now, Sophie, I believe you've got your third album coming out soon. That's right, I'm still deciding on a title. Let's see if I can help you. Uh, what was the first one called? Read My Lips. The second? Shoot From The Hip. What about look at my... Please don't. Okay, just neither. <laughs> Let's hope Posh Spice doesn't bring a record out at the same time, because you had a big rivalry, didn't you, a few years ago, uh, when you were both going for the number one spot? Mm, that whole thing was a song and dance about nothing. Yeah, and a video was crap. But, <laughs> come on, was there a real resentment? Of course not. The press have got a history of trying to create stupid rivalries like this. Beatles and Stones, Damon Albarn versus Liam Gallagher, Jordan versus... Israel. Jodie Marsh. <laughs> Portion. Yeah, I prefer real ones myself. <laughs> now, I also believe you've been a bit of a campaigner in your time. Yeah, I've been working with an organisation called Peter. Oh, is that Peter Duncan? Is he still mates with your mum? Peter is an acronym. Oh, come on, he was a bit effeminate, but that's harsh. It stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. 
I was involved in their campaign against the fur trade. Good for you. It's an absolute scam. Fur trade coffee, fur trade tea. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of helping out the poor, but sometimes over 4p extra a jar, that stuff. Not fur trade, fur trade, as an animal fur. Oh, I see. And what did that involve exactly? I was photographed holding up a skinned fox with the message, here's the rest of your fur coat. Oh, right, in case they wanted a matching scarf. <laughs> to show how barbaric the whole thing is. Oh, of course, yes. Now, uh, moving on, uh, probably one of your biggest hits to date is Murder on the Dance Floor, which I absolutely loved. Thank you. But can I be honest, there was one tiny bit near the beginning of the chorus that I wish had changed. Oh, was it this bit? Fine, using the judge's words in your mum's court case, nothing wrong with that. Well, was it this bit? I'll take you all away, stay another song. No, no, that's good, that bit. Take you all away. I find that quite sexy. I'll blow you all away. Definitely keep that bit. Oh, it's murder on the dance floor. That's it. Dance floor. Should be dance floor. I think you'll find it's pronounced dance. No, it's not. It's are you... Dancing. Are you asking? No, I'm asking. Then I'm not dancing. <laughs> Maybe we should get on with the hitchhiking sketch. Good idea. I don't want you to miss your entrance. <laughs> we ran the road to nowhere. Come on inside. This is ridiculously three days of hitchhiking and we still haven't been picked up. My thumb's starting to hurt. What, you use your thumb? So it's not the middle finger, then? <laughs> we must be mental. Look at the state of this weather. Oh, don't talk to me about bad weather. I grew up in Wales. You know, when I was 14, I, I once dreamt it stopped raining. <laughs> you never forget that first dry dream, do you? cold and I'm bored. I know. Let's play 20 questions. You think of something and I'll try and guess what it is and you can only answer yes or no. Go on then. Okay. How big is it? Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> how big is it? Yes or no? I mean, is it bigger than a dog? Yes. Is it a Great Dane? Can you shatter? <laughs> I wish I'd brought the Lamborghini. There's no time for that, you pervert. What? Oh, sorry. I thought you said lamb's bikini. <laughs> you should have a urine test. All right. Have you got a cup? What for? The urine. <laughs> Hang on. That big flash Bentley's. It's stopping. Hello, boys. Any chance of a lift? Sure. Want to jump in the back? No, just a lift will be fine. <laughs> this is my friend Angie. Hello, fellas. There's a drinks cabinet back there. Help yourself to some shampoo. Yeah, nick the flannels as well. <laughs> You'll have to excuse our rather revealing clothing. We're both lap dancers and we didn't have time to change. Oh, pinch me. I think I'm dreaming. Ow! Oh, sorry. It's quite dark in here. <laughs> I thought that was his breast. So, any chance of a free dance then, girls? It depends on how charming you are. In that case, what about half price and we'll throw in a packet of custard creams? <laughs> What's that noise? I didn't hear anything. Did you, Angie? No, I didn't hear three bangs coming from the boot. So, what do you boys do when you're not hitchhiking? Oh, you know, ducking and diving. Bobbing and weaving. What do you do? I'm a boxer. And I work on a loom. <laughs> so you girls got boyfriends, then? Very subtle, Rod. Sophie's young, free and single, aren't you? Ah, Sophie. That was my mother's name. Ah, oh, Rod. That was my dog's name. <laughs> See, you got no chance with her. Why not? Dogs aren't allowed on the Sophie. 
But what about you, Angie? Are you with anyone? That's it, Rod. Keep your dignity. Actually, I've just split up with a fella, but like someone said to me, if you love someone, you've got to let them go. Mm, that's not exactly what they said, was it? No. What they actually said was, if you love them, let them go, then come out with your hands on your head. You what? What the hell is that noise? Oh, nothing. It's probably just the exhaust asking to be fixed. It's in a pretty bad state. Hang on. There's blood all over this seat. Don't worry, it's not blood. If this ain't blood, why does it feel like... Why does it feel like... Why does it feel like blood? part two! Ladies and gentlemen, here's singing Mixed Up World, Sophie Ellis-Bexter. I'm feeling all messed up I have a voice inside my head It says turn to the left Then it says turn to the right Don't wanna bring you down But I'm really needing guidance now What would you do within my shoes? I'm going crazy I've never felt so loved I want to turn and run Remember it's a mixed up world And if you're feeling life is just too tough Just remember you're a real tough girl I look around my life And all I see is contradiction And a lack of faith Cynicism rules the day I know it has its place But I am really needing guidance now Reminding me I'm strong inside I know you love me And we'll make it through this time I want to feel the sun We've got to start to take control So when you're feeling kind of mixed up Just remember it's a mixed up world And if you're feeling life is just too tough Just remember you're a real tough girl Oh, I feel this pain Well gone insane So if you're feeling kind of mixed up Just remember it's a mixed up world And if you're feeling life is just too tough Just remember you're a real tough girl So when you're feeling kind of mixed up Just remember it's a mixed up
I got a phone call off the HSBC this morning. They said, uh, when are you going to pay off this overdraft? I said, you know what, in some parts of South America it's considered rude to ring people up and ask them for money. <laughs> He said, what are you talking about? I said, I've absolutely no idea, but you started it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to chat with our house band leader, Steve Brown. I got an email today, Steve. It says, dear Lee, your subscription to our dogging website... Hang on, that's not it. Here it is. Dear Lee, could you ask Steve Brown where he gets his ideas from for his brilliant musical compositions? I'd like to say it's pure musical genius, but the truth is it's 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Oh, Steve, you're being hard on yourself. When it comes to perspiration, you always smell like you're giving 110%. <laughs> Come on, then. Teach me how to write a song. Well, the first thing to do is decide what the song's about. Uh, my ex-girlfriend. I'm trying to woo her back into my life. Woo her? Yeah, she's an owl. <laughs> No, she's a woman who I'm trying to get back, so teach me how to write her a love song, Steve. OK, what's her name? Betty. But we can change it to Anne. Well, why not Betty? Because not much rhymes with Betty, apart from sweaty and yeti. <laughs> the lyrics don't have to rhyme, we'll keep Betty. Now, how would you describe her? Actually, keep sweaty and yeti. <laughs> I mean, what kind of person is she? Well, she works in a laboratory testing cosmetics on animals. Oh, she sounds lovely. And why did you spread up? She hated my job. I was always trying to jokes out on her. Poor thing. Yeah, well, she was just as bad, though. She was always rubbing shampoo in my eyes. Well, it sounds like a sad song. Um, we could use the obvious melancholy cliche of a descending sequence on a minor scale. Just one tiny question. Mm -hmm. What the hell are you talking about? Look, that's a descending sequence. Yeah. I'll never be able to play that. It'll have to be in C. OK, that's fine. No, I mean just C. That's the only chord I can play. How do you expect me to write a ballad with one chord? I'll ring Noel Gallagher. He'll know. I can't do this. It's impossible. Oh, come on. I've thought of the first couple of lines. When you're in love with a beautiful woman, it's hard. But that's somebody else's lyrics. All right. When you're in love with an ugly woman, it's never hard. Forget it. Forget it. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? That's someone else's as well. All right. Why do bears suddenly appear? Why would bears suddenly appear? Well, we could say she was doing experiments on them. I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's just impossible. Look, it's easy. Give it here. I'll have a go. Oh, Betty, sweaty yeti. If there's one thing I'll always regretty, it's that row that we had on the settee. You attacked a brown bird called Giuseppe. Why do they appear every time you are near? And why did you lunge with a machete? She's not coming back, is she? No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Brown! <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> so much I can take. Meanwhile, back on the open road. Lee, wake up! They knocked us out. Uh, hello. We're tied up in the boot of the car. Hey, where am I? What happened? <laughs> they held us at gunpoint, remember? They made us drink that coffee, and then we fell asleep. Oh, yeah. Must have been decaf. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew this Hang on, I can hardly hear him. Take that tape off his mouth. How? We're tied up. Use your mouth. Oh, yeah, and look like I'm trying to snog him. <laughs> Our lives are at stake here, Rod. Just grow up, will you? Okay. Sorry, I'll do it. Ha-ha! 
Carrots kissing a man. <laughs> it's like a first we're going to kill us. Quick, get that tape off. I can't understand a word he's saying. <sighs> oh, that's not going to help. I always talk like this. <laughs> I'm a ventriloquist, but I got locked jaw. How did you end up in here? Oh, it's terrible. I was sat in a pub having a gala gear with Charlie, and his two fantastic looking girls with great gig guckers said, Do a lift in our Gintley. So we go in the gate of the car. Next minute, they pulled little Charlie's head off and cut his legs and arms off and took him out of the gindo. I take it Charlie was your dog? No, he was my manager. <laughs> I never liked him, the rolling bastard. <laughs> Next minute, I'm here with a head and end up here in the coot. Right, let's phone the police. They've took all our stuff, including our phones. That's what they think. When I'm travelling, I always keep my mobile in my underpants for safekeeping. Aren't you worried about the radiation levels? It's all right, the phone's insured. <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to have to reach down and get it with your teeth. <laughs> right, I'll do it, but no stupid jokes. You're doing a great job, Monica. Shut up! Or you can do it yourself. Believe you me, if I could do that myself, I'd never have left the house in the first place. The stuff you've got down here is ludicrous. Well, it's amazing what people will try and steal. Why would anyone want to nick a shuttlecock? Never mind that. Quick! I found the Greeks on! They must be getting out! I can't see it! Hurry up! They're coming! Oh, there it is! I've got it! Now what? What do you mean, now what? Get hold of the fuzz! Ah! The police, you pillow monkey! Hurry up! They're coming! Quick! Put it back! Sorry, boys, are we disturbing you? What on earth are you doing down there? I'm... I'm just trying to, um... Uh, it's his birthday, and I forgot to get him a present. How sweet. Right, we're going to untie you, and if you run, we'll shoot you. Oh, like mother, like daughter. <laughs> I bet you're going to rip up the flower beds as well, aren't you, you vandal? Actually, we'll deal with the ventriloquist later. Put him back in. I don't want to go back in the box! It's dark in there! I want to stay out here and sing my little song. Right. Nothing clever and no funny stuff. Sounds like one of your reviews. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just wind your neck in and keep your stupid childish wisecracks to yourself? The Independent. <laughs> OK, start walking. Listen, I just had time to dial 999. I think we're still connected. Brilliant. What are you whispering about? Oh, we were just saying, if you had to be savagely murdered, we could think of worse places than this. Here, just ten minutes from the new gasworks, just off the bypass near the A264 to Dewsbury. And at least we get to look at two lovely women, one beautiful and unarmed, the other to her left at four o'clock holding a nine-millimetre semi-automatic with lovely dyed brown hair and looking radiant in pink, if somewhat psychotic. Hey, it's not dyed hair. No, it's dyed her. <laughs> Wait a minute. Either you've got something in your pants or you're very glad to see me. Hang on. It's a phone. Right. Shoot them now. Any final requests, boys? Can we have one final game of 20 questions? Go on, then. Is it bigger than a dog? Yes. Is it a Great Dane? Yes, well done. Now, shoot them. This is the police! Throw down your weapon! You're surrounded! You'll never take us alive, cop! We've got two bullets. Sophie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Suicide pact? Do it. Shoot us both. Sorry, I forgot to say you've got to shoot me first. Hands up, lady! Oh, dear. What a tragic waste. Well, it's one less psychotic killer in the world. What do you mean, psychotic killer? I was only nicking her for wrecking the Blue Peter Garden. <laughs>
Chance. Music by Steve Brown. Every chance. Dave Catlin, Birch, Mark Ellis, and Martin Waugh. They'll shag anything. It was written by Lee Mack and Neil Webster with additional material by Paul Carenza, Greg Bint, and Rod Gilbert, and was produced by Claire Jones. 